podcast, where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Now, before I begin, I do want to talk about my new feed, The Cinema Rag. If any of you appreciate movies, uh, analysis of movies, celebrity gossip, and so forth, please, please check it out. I have about 80 episodes now. It's on Apple and Spotify. Or you can go to my website. You can catch them there. But please check it out, and I really would appreciate, as you've done here, to rate and or review the cinema rag because it helps the algorithm make the channel grow and we like the channel to grow like this channel is growing which i think it has 1 million 1.3 million downloads so i really appreciate that but please check out the cinema rag right now hello everybody this is gregory welcome back to another episode of the awakened man i hope you're doing well today today we're going to talk about the untenability of marriage today in america and why it is so difficult to have a happy marriage Now, this is definitely part of the awakened man's purview because we're all about optimizing ourselves here, our physical health, our psychological health, our financial health, and all these are connected somehow to marriage, right? To marriage. Why do I say marriage is difficult today as opposed to, let's say, 1950, 1930s? Well, there's some fundamental shifts that have happened to America in such a rapid amount of time. And some of these are technological for sure, but I think some of the technological ones vis-a-vis marriage are overstated. But you think about 15 years ago, we really didn't have social media. And now we have social media pretty much controlling our lives or addicted to or walking zombies on screens on our phones as we, we go about the day. And certainly those social media platforms are data mining us. We have episodes on that. And there are also ways to have affairs, right? Ways to hook up, especially on stuff like Instagram. How many couples started, especially millennials or Gen Z couples started by DMing somebody. And so it's an easy way, along with Facebook, to find your exes to have affairs. And we know statistically about 30% of women have affairs on their husbands. And the number for men is about the same. So it is relatively pervasive. So why do I think marriage is more difficult in 2023 than it was in 1950? Well, the obvious one is no-fault divorce. Prior to 1970, when the states, California, I believe, was the first one to roll it out. Prior to that, you had to prove, have proof that there was a legitimate reason to end marriage. And the reason the states had this is because they understood that marriage is the glue that keeps society together. And when you make it very easy to divorce people, path of least resistance, or people are more likely to divorce. They're more likely to divorce. And so back then you had to show demonstrable proof to be granted a divorce. And as a result, too, the, typically the, the victim or the, the one who did not execute the divorce would get the money and most of the time large percentage of the time it was the women because the men were enacting divorce 
not normally to be like a Sigma freestyle Keanu Reeves, like go my own way kind of thing, but because I just wanted the younger woman. And since women didn't work back then, the courts wanted to make sure that the woman and the children would be provided for so they would get a hefty amount of alimony and child support. And as a whole, men would be okay with that because they wanted to move on to the next woman, not knowing that the chance of divorce was 70% on the second marriage. So back then, you had to prove infidelity or whatever it is. And let's say, you know, I would say the court system was a little lopsided. If a woman was unfaithful and the man initiated divorce on the grounds of infidelity, many times the woman would not get a dime, nor would she even get the children. I mean, this was this was a different time because we believed that marriages should be intact. And if somebody did something to undermine that marriage, then they would be punished for it. They would be punished for it. And so I think bringing in fault divorce, I think, was something that was really bad. And the argument for bringing fault divorce in was simply that, you know, 1970, ERA, Equal Rights, Equal Rights Amendment period of time. This is the sexual revolution and, and the advent of the pill. This is right after Roe v. Wade. So this was definitely a cultural and social revolution at the time was women are being battered, women are in bad relationships, and they need a way to get out. And this was the narrative. And so how can we keep women in bad relationships, bad marriages? They need to find a way out. And so that's that's the main argument behind no-fault divorce. And so with no-fault divorce now, I mean, you can divorce for any reason. Either party can. And so now there's been a fundamental shift, as most of you know, in that women initiate divorce 70% of the time, overall marriages. But if they're college educated and you're college educated, 90% of the time the divorce will be initiated by her. And I think the higher number for college graduates is simply because the last 40, 50 years, you've definitely seen cultural Marxist belief, third wave feminism, second wave feminism, a woman needs a man as much as a fish needs a bicycle kind of mindset pushed in the liberal arts. And as the more education that a woman has, the more she's inculcated by this this theories, these theories, even without even knowing it. Kids go to college and don't even know they're being inculcated, but they are. And I think the more education a woman has, the more likely that divorce rate goes up to 90%. But either way, so now that there is no, and also I think the stigma and shame of divorce has largely gone away, and that's largely due to television and movies promoting divorce. I think you also see the decline of religion, religiosity. You've seen that the nons, the non-affiliated religious, the spiritual but not religious, that number has increased. I think back in, in 19, even 90, it was about 85% were affiliated in a religion. And now it's only 60%. So you see a larger percentage of Americans that are just kind of indifferent, agnostic, or whatever it is toward religion. And I think, of course, religion, especially in Christianity, really reinforces the importance of marriage. It's a sacrament, for example, uh, in the Catholic and Orthodox world. And it's it's seen as important. And now that we're leaving religion, I wouldn't even say slowly by slowly, but we're leaving religion, I think that's another reason. So you see the departure of religion, we're getting indoctrinated by cultural Marxist Antonio Gramsci and Frankfurt School-esque stuff all day through social media, through Hollywood, through day-in-day interactions with people. And then I think the big one is no-fault divorce because simply, if somebody is not happy, 
if somebody is not happy, they can just be like, I'm no longer happy. I no longer have the pitter patter in my heart. I'm out. And that's great, but it's not all about the pitter patter. Now we've made it the opposite. Now it's all about the pitter patter. Well, obviously the pitter patter and the sexual attraction is going to wane. And now you're with somebody and you're like, well, I no longer feel the pitter patter. I'm on social media. I see on, t- on television, Bravo's Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce and other shows that promote divorce. I'm going to find somebody else. So marriage has a lot of things dividing it now. It really does. It really does. And if you were thinking about having an affair, let's say in the 1930s or having or leaving your spouse, it was a lot harder and the, the prospects were a lot less. There were checks and balances of both men and women, I would say both, but certainly on, on women for stepping out or, or even leaving the husband. And now it's almost the opposite. Now it's why are you even in marriage? If you look at the overall rates of cohabitation, those have skyrocketed. So there's a mindset even among just general people, but certainly I think with the younger generations that why get married? And even, you know, even women sense this, like why get married? And there's a lot more women that are willing to just hook up or maybe they're hooking up in the in the hope of being able to convince that guy to stay with them. The marriage rates are dropping because I think this has a lot to do with just the the what's the point of marriage? And I think some of it is men being weary of marriage, men being weary of commitment. But I also think it's women who use the cohabitation thing as a way to slowly get the man to marry him. Because look, there still is a benefit for women to get married because as a whole, women are going to benefit financially for marriage just because of the basis on how women will pick a man who typically makes more money than them. So in in most states, the divorce laws say that all the assets are just split in half. So if you have a woman who's a nurse who makes 60,000 a year and she marries an accountant or a psychologist or a doctor or whatever who makes it say 150, then she's going to get some of his assets. So In addition, if there's any children, typically 85% of the time, the courts will give it to the woman, whether that's justifiable or not, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's the the statistic. And so you see that they're going to get that child support for an indefinite amount of time, even if they were the ones who stepped out and had the affairs. They could have had the affairs. Doesn't really matter. They're still going to get half of the assets And they're going to get child support and even alimony if you're in one of the wrong states. And so these are worrisome signs for men and for women. And I would certainly say for men more that these are all very worrisome signs about marriage. I think back when we believed when marriage was a sacred vow, that even if things got bad in the marriage or you stopped falling in love with each other or whatever. And I'm not saying things got bad because I think all churches have always supported, like if there's legitimate physical abuse on either side, that it's okay to separate. It's okay to separate. No no church is going to tell you stay and get battered by your spouse. But I think that the idea that that better or worse, thicker, thicker, poor, richer, poor, through sickness and health, I think that mindset has largely been evaporated by the large majority of couples. The large majority of couples don't see that. It's more like right here, right now, you're Miss right now, you're Mr. right now. We'll see how it goes, blah, 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 blah. And then they move on because 
the availability of new partners is so omnipresent because of social media, because of online dating. And there's just so many easier ways to find a new person. And so the whole, the whole idea of sticking it out was mostly based on religious ground. Because you'll be judged in the afterlife if you did something that would undermine your sacramental marriage. But now that a lot of people don't believe in religion, so it's now it's more of a kind of just the hedonistic, nihilistic, well, I'm going to do what feels good. I'm going to do what I think is right kind of mindset. And so that's going to lead us to follow our more baser desires. And our more baser desires is, I'm going to leave him because he's not making enough money or he's ugly. Or I'm going to leave her because she's fat now and I don't care about the kids. And ultimately... In, in all these cases, it's the kids who are the collateral damage because we know the statistics on divorced children is pretty pretty rotten. Higher rate of physical and sexual abuse if children live in a household not with their father. In addition to like the regular rates of just higher incarceration, I think it's like 95% of, of men in prison come from a broken ham family, so you can see that stat played out. But higher rate of drug use and higher rate of dropping out of school and higher rate for the girls to be sexually active, all these things. But... At the moment of divorce, we don't really think about that because in our mind, we're thinking, oh, this is what's best for the kids or this is what's good for the kids. And every objectable st statistic will say, actually, that's not true. <laughs> that is not true. But we don't think about that. It's all about me, 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 me. And it, look, it goes me, 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 me for the both men and the women. And so even though divorce rates have dropped, like the peak was around 1980, that's largely because cohabitation has gone up cohabitation that's gone up but if you look at, at divorce and marriage it's still exceedingly pervasive and it's worrisome and i'm not saying it's necessarily worrisome for for any men or women listening to this because you might get divorced upon again statistically it's the women who initiate divorce it's more about you men getting divorced upon and look there could be legitimate reasons not legitimate reasons you can get divorced upon that's not rather neither, neither here nor there but I think it's it's important to understand that if any of you are going to get married, to understand, especially if it's your second marriage, to understand that the divorce rate of second marriage is hovers around 70%. Some cities actually show 80%, but most of the ones I've seen are 68 to 73%. So you really need to understand if you're going to get remarried. And one of the things about remarriage, too, is like the reason the percentage of divorce is so high is because we like to think that the divorce, the marriage didn't work the first time around because of the other person. It's, it's human nature to blame the other person. But in fact, who's the common denominator? So when, when you see your second marriage not working out, it's because you didn't do the deep work to figure out what you did to lead to the demise of the first marriage. And I would say the same thing to your spouse of your second marriage is that she didn't do the deep work after her first marriage to figure out what she contributed to it. And people don't learn from the first marriage. And that's why I think a lot of reasons why... Divorce happens in the second marriage is childhood trauma, like I talk about quite a bit. And then just not learning from the mistakes that we made and also just being confused by the cultural Marxists because the cultural Marxists benefit when they effeminize the man and masculinize the woman. And this is part of their ploy. And so there's a lot of women out there who don't want to adhere to traditional gender norms because they think it's, it's being tied down and impregnated next to the oven all the time. And there's a lot of men who aren't stepping up and being masculine and leading the woman, and the women want to be led. I mean, that is, that is the way both sexes are wired, and this is the way it's been. But you have a lot of women who want to be the, the main cook, the main chef in the kitchen, and 
we have a lot of men who are just stepping back because of just 40 years of Homer Simpson indoctrination. And because of all this, you just see that the sexes are confused. You see the women acting like men, the men acting like women, and that leads to divorce because ultimately women don't want to be with an effeminized man because essentially they're with another woman. And men don't want to be with a masculinized woman who's bossy and exhibiting masculine qualities because they want to be with a feminine woman who has classic feminine personality traits. And so you see all this out there and all of it is just upheaval right now. Just upheaval, upheaval on every level. Then you look on the sexual side, couples who contracept have a higher rate of divorce. We have an episode here on women who get married while on the pill have a higher rate of divorce because they're more likely to marry a man that they typically don't find attractive because the pill makes you want a more beta guy because of, of essentially the, the pill tricks your body and they think that you're pregnant. Therefore, you want a guy who's more for nesting. And so when you get off the pill, then you realize that the guy you're with is not who you really want. And then also, if you cohabit, you have a much higher rate of divorce as well. That seems counterintuitive, but every statistic will back that up. Also, couples that contracept have a higher rate of divorce as well. And so you see that the sexual stuff, especially since the, con- the the advent of contraception, and now it's more just sex is no longer, like the traditional thing was like sex is only in marriage. And of course it should be enjoyable in marriage, but it, the, the fruit of sex was children. And now that you've taken that away, you see how women have been, been objectified. Now they're just essentially used as sex toys. And then you also see that men, as a byproduct of the pill, also have no re- reproductive rights. And if a man and a woman hook up and they fornicate, which I would not recommend that you do. I think marriage is, is supposed to be a, a sacred act that should be only in the confines of marriage. And if you're not married, we shouldn't be having sex. But if you get a woman pregnant, she has all the choice. Men have no choice. If she wants to abort the baby, there's nothing you can do to stop her. And if she wants to keep the baby... There's nothing you can do to stop it. Even if you're like, I want an abortion. I barely know you. We just hooked up at a bar and I don't, I don't want to have a child with you. She's like, sorry. And now you're paying child support. So men need to be aware of that as well, that you don't have any reproductive rights. And I would say also on the STD front, 50% of sexually active adults have an STD. So it's just a lot of upheaval. And if couples were virgins until they got married and stayed faithful, you wouldn't have STDs. And if they just stayed in marriages like our grandparents, great-grandparents did, and even if the marriage was not the best, I think society would be better. I think we wouldn't have nearly as large of a welfare state, and we wouldn't have as many broken children who eventually grew up to be broken adults who then get divorced and, and, and continue the cycle. Either way, if any of you want to marry, truly vet the person very, very well. Vet them better than we vet candidates for presidency vet them really well. And I think it certainly helps if you find somebody who's religious who actually adheres to the vows and understands the meaning of marriage, how it's not going to be puppy dogs and rainbows all the time. And then ultimately you make the decision if you want to marry, despite the warning signs that are out there. Guys, there's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal, make a donation. The other one is a link to the website. You can catch all the previous episodes. And also, if you're new to this feed, please check out The Cinema Rag, which is my movie podcast. It's probably about 80 episodes right now. Go check it out on Apple and Spotify and rate and review both The Cinema Rag and The Awakened Man. Until next time, take care. God bless you. Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at The Awakened Man Podcast page. 
subscribe, and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.